Hey, what's up, Hornet fans? It's McKenna G, sports director for KSSU. What a time it is to be a Hornet. National Signing Day happened a couple weeks ago, so we have a lot to look forward to going into next year's football season. Baseball and softball are in the full swing of things, and hey, we even have a new Sac State record holder, Parker Brahms, who became the official strikeout king on February 21st. Now it's getting to that time of year where basketball season is coming down to the wire and March Madness is about to begin. Now let me tell you what a season it's been for our men's basketball team, and we have so much to look forward to going into the Big Sky Tournament, which begins March 11th in Boise, Idaho. Now defense has been this team's identity, and right now we are ranked sixth in the nation in terms of points allowed per game. I sat down with Coach Cass to talk about this team, the brotherhood, who these men are on and off the court, what to expect going into postseason play, and more. Well, thank you so much for joining me here today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So you honored very four talented players at senior night. You had Josh Patton. Jabizi Jacobs, Isaiah Moriojo-Leafa, and Osi Nwachku. Can you explain the level of importance they've had on this program? Yeah, they're they're all wonderful, individually and collectively just wonderful kids. Uh, Joshua Patton, fifth-year senior, a kid that we recruited out of Manteca five years ago, captain, uh, leader, wonderful, wonderful person. Enjoy coaching him. C.J. Jacobs, uh, senior, 6'4", kind of a multi-skilled player, uh, really high energy guy, very happy guy, fun to be around every day, fun to coach. OC Wachaku, just a great spirit. Uh, JC transfer uh, from Oakland. We saw him at Antelope Valley Junior College. We just love his energy level, his commitment to the team, and brings an energy every day and, and a great spirit about him. And then uh, I'm impressed that you could say that name that quickly. Isaiah Moriojo Leafa. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Took me two and a half years to say it right. And he says I still am off a little bit, but. You know, just a, a great defender, tough guy, guards the other team's best player, best shooter. Uh, just, just been a pleasure to coach all four of them. What has been? What do you think has been one of your favorite moments with those group of guys? You'll laugh uh, every day. <laughs> uh, I just love being around them. I really do. Well, you see how everyone on the team they feed off their energy. I mean, what do you feel like they, or what kind of culture do you feel like they have established with this team? I think team first. I think um, one of, uh, what would you call it, giving mm-hmm. or team above self. Uh, I think, um, I just think they've been great teammates to, to all, all of our guys. Well, yeah, because every time I would ask one of, your, one of your players, like if Josh Patton fouled out, if O.C. Nwachiku fouled out, they would explain that it didn't matter because we always had someone that was going to step up. How have you kind of established that next man up mentality with this group? Um, you know, we actually have more depth on this team than we've had in quite a while. So I think it happened naturally. Uh, I think um, it's just one of those things where kind of the way we, we try to develop our team and even our, our uh, everything we do, we always say there it's a 25-person organization, including – coaches, managers, no one person's more important than any other, including myself. We always try to really establish that, that we all have a role and we need to do our role, do our job. Well, defense has really been this team's identity this year. How have you been able to get people to buy into this defensive mentality? Yeah, we're sixth in the nation defensively. Uh, it's, it's actually kind of neat to see the other t- teams that are up there. They're all they're yeah. All, well, you were number three at one point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I think a lot of it is, is, is – we, we actually uh, got some kids that came in, particularly Isaiah O.C. and Brandon Davis, who inherently already really like to play defense. Now, yeah. a lot of kids, they learn to play defense, but it's something, if you will, that's kind of forced on them a little bit. They'd rather play offense. But those three guys, I think, have really set the tone. Isaiah, Brandon, and O.C. really like to play defense. And that's our, our starting perimeter, so I think everybody is fed off of that. Well, we got to talk about the home court advantage. You know, ever since 2012, you've really seen how, you know, you've been able to pack pack the nest. I mean, can you explain that? You know, we've always I always felt, you know, when I took the job over, everybody told me what a bad gym it was. It was a disadvantage. And I always think in life, you have to make everything a positive, even in whatever could be perceived as a negative. So I said, how can we make it a positive? Well, if you fill it up and 
you be, it, it's a really hard place to play. And people in the league will tell you when when our place is packed, it's the hardest place in in the league to play. So we felt like we we kind of went the other way with it and said, you know, and we're we're all about you know people want to build an arena and all that. We've always whenever the question comes up, we always say, yeah, we'd love a new arena, but we love playing at the Nest. We've been able to win at one point. I don't think it's true now, but at one point we were in the top five in in the West. Uh, for mid-majors home record. And, and wow. first was Gonzaga, then Creighton, then uh, third was St. Mary's, fourth was Montana, and fifth was us. So we've been very successful at taking advantage of the home court, which we think is very important, and you know, taking advantage of what we have, which is the nest. And last time I checked, that's where we played. Well, this team made history this season. You guys were 8-0 and at home. That was the best that this program has been since 1962. As a coach, what was that moment like for you? You know, anytime someone says it's a first in the program history, you know, you feel good about it. And I think your guys do too. Um, you know, we've had a number of firsts uh, this year over, you know, my our time here. Uh, but uh, you always feel good about it. Like, well, okay, that, that feels like an accomplishment. Well, we have Portland State coming up. Do you think, and right now we're 8-11 and 11 in conference, do you think that this team is playing its best basketball right now? I, I do. I think we're, we're on the verge of, of really being pretty good. Yeah. Um, we saw it coming starting around the Weber State game. Uh, things started to click. You know, we, we've been a team that's been pretty consistent defensively, but now our offense has really picked up. And we're getting uh, better contributions. We're shooting at a higher percentage. Uh, all those things. And so I, I really do think we're playing our best basketball. we got to talk about the Montana game. I think everyone was on the edge of their seat all game long. I mean, this team came out with this fire and intensity. What did you have to say about everyone's performance during senior night? You know, I always say, uh, like, in that game in particular, uh, I liked everything about it but the outcome. Certainly you don't like the outcome. You don't yeah. have to lose. But I liked everything else about it. I liked – our effort, I liked our tenacity. I liked the fact that we we didn't give up. We came back, actually tied it. Um, I, I liked everything we did except the outcome. So it was, uh, I thought last week was quite electric at the Nest. I thought Thursday was electric. I thought yeah. Saturday was electric. And uh, I think it, it's uh, starting to come together for us. Well, you see that this team, they play with for like a brotherhood. They play for each other. Why do you think that is? I think part of it's our recruiting. You know, we try to recruit uh, people that will want to be part of a team, a culture. Part of people, uh, want people that want to be a part of the Sacramento State community. We want people that really value the education here. We want people who want to be uh, friends with their classmates. I'm talking about non-basketball people, like in their math class, in their English class, in the dorm. We want people that really take pride in being here. And I always say this, like, they didn't settle on Sac State. They chose Sac State. And I think when, when you do that, then birds of a feather flock together. You get people that came for the same reasons, have the same values. Hence, your brotherhood, brotherhood is easily developed. What would you say the importance of a student-athlete is? You mean in terms of... Uh, in terms of your recruiting process, because I know you've had quite a bit of people be able to go on and graduate. Oh, it's huge. You know, I, I always say this, like, there are, uh, unfortunately, in today's world, there are players that really just want to be eligible and just play, and then they, they don't really care about graduating. They want to go on and play a pro career. We tell our guys, look, look, if, if you're not serious, we tell them right off the top, if you're not serious about graduating, we don't want you. It's no sweat, no harm, no foul. But we're, we've had a very rigorous academic structure with six layers. It's assisted by our SARC program, Student Athletic Resource Center. Where I, I tell them straight up, you don't go to class, I'll send you home. Have no issue. We tell the parents that. We tell them, everybody that. So as a result, it's very, very, very important to us. We want them to get a great education and to value their education and then after they do that, we're happy for them to go on and play pro ball. And I think we have seven or eight guys playing some form of pro ball right now. You've got Mike McKinney in China. You've got Justin Strings in Germany, Nick Hornsby in Germany. Or I think Derek Studeville is actually in, uh, I'm not sure if he's in Germany. Uh, in the G League, you have Cody Dems, you have Marcus Graves. So we have a number of guys, Travis Jackson's in the Philippines. We have a number of guys playing pro ball. But the key is they all have their degree. Yeah. And I tell them, once you get your degree, the world's yours. Go do what you want. Well, you see some of those guys even come back and 
to our games. I mean, you had Marcus Graves there the other night. I think he's came to quite a bit of home games. What's it like kind of seeing them come back and support? You know, it feels really good. You you feel like what, what you try to do, it's the same thing you try to do as, as a parent. You know, I always say like, for me, coaching a basketball team is no different than, than parenting. And I, it's ironic, I do have five children. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, but the key is this, you want them to be so strong together that their bond between each other exists long after you're gone. That's really the key, because then they always have each other. And I always say, we tell our kids, we say, look, you messed up if you don't understand two things. You need to be at each other's weddings, and you name, name your kids after each other. If you're doing that, then you really understand it. And I always tell, we always tell them, aside from your immediate family, this needs to be the most important group of people in your life. And, it, and if, you, if you do it right, it will be. And so when our kids come back and they are in touch and they are supportive of themselves and the program and they stay connected, yeah, it feels really good. Well, when all is said and done off the court, what type of legacy do you hope that you leave with these players or what they get from you in this program? Well, I would hope that they would understand uh, the value of uh, sacrifice, the value of uh, sacrificing yourself for the collective good. Uh, I would hope that they understand that you have to stand for something. I always say you got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Uh, integrity, honesty, um, being a good person, being a good teammate, and being tough-minded, you know, being able to really compete. I always say this too, like people want to just talk about competing on the court. I think you compete every day in the real world. Yeah, that's true. And I think that if, if our kids can really learn, like, no excuses, and that's really a big one. I, don't, I always tell our guys, hey, is it an excuse or a reason? Well, it's the same thing to me. I want to hear about it. So our guys have really embraced that. And as a result, I, I think, and I, I look over, uh, you know, our lifetime in coaching, we have so many kids that are highly successful in a variety of areas and they keep in touch. And it's pretty funny because they always say, coach, it wasn't as tough as some <laughs> of the things we had to go through in terms of conditioning or all those things. And so you feel like you're teaching life lessons. And I always say like, Again, I'll come back to it. It may sound corny, but coaching a basketball team is no different than parenting. I always say if you treat every player, every decision you make based on if it were your own child, you can't ever go wrong. So would you describe your coaching style as a parent then? Parenting. I mean, they're kind of like your children yes, they as are. well. Yes, they are. Um, yeah, yeah, they are. They become... Son, your sons, you have in my lifetime, I've, I don't know what the number's up to now, 500 sons or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And, and I'm, I'm proud of them. Uh, I'm proud that they, uh, of what they're doing. Some of them, you know, um, most of them have a really great spirit in our success rate with kids. And I don't just mean like the graduation rate. I mean success rate going on in life and living a happy life and a very productive life is probably 99%. So we feel really good about it. So we talked about defense, but we got to talk about this offense. Over the past nine games, it's really picked up. I mean, who do you think has really stood out? Well, OC's really stepped up. Yeah. He's really got going, and uh, I think Isaiah's starting to shoot the ball consistently. CJ's stepped up. It's kind of, again, a collective effort that those three guys in particular, you know, Joshua's been Joshua all year pretty much. Uh, Bryce Fowler, i got to say, has really stepped yeah. up. So it's kind of coming together at the right time, we feel. So we're just we're just really excited. And, and look, I, I really... Uh, I have a good feeling about uh, how this is going to turn out. I really do. Yeah. I really do. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you, the tournament's coming up pretty soon. What can we expect from this team going forward? You know what? I, I, would, I think we could expect any and everything. I, I really uh, – we clearly uh, have proven uh, we, can, we can play with anybody in the league. I mean, we, you know, you go back, we lost to Montana there by two. We lost Eastern up there by one. We lost two. Northern Colorado, the top three teams by three. Uh, you're never happy about losing. I always say, you know, uh, I was happy with everything in those games with the outcome. But I think it's clear we can compete and beat any of those teams. Um, so uh, with that being the case, I don't think our kids, I don't think it's a big stretch or would be a big upset. I don't. I really don't believe that. And I've said this from day one. I think the league, people always say the league's wide open, and I always kind of roll my eyes and say, well, not really. So-and-so is really better. But this year, the league really is wide open because, uh, and I called that from day one in the preseason when you looked at, at the teams there. They're, they're good teams, but not great. Good, yeah. but not great. I don't think any there's anybody in, in the litter there that's great. So you're from Sacramento. You graduated from Sacramento State. What keeps you staying here? 
you know, it's home. Uh, my family's here. My uh, my friends are here. Uh, I'm entrenched in the community in every way. But also, uh, to me, Sacramento is is very special. And I'll say this: it's very has a midwestern feel to it. Uh, I always say. Southern California should be its own state. Northern California <laughs> that should is be true. its own it's state. Totally it's totally different. different. Yeah. And I don't, I don't dislike Southern California, but mm-hmm. I really like... I would say I'm from Southern California. Yeah. <laughs> don't hold that against you. No, I, I like a lot about Southern California. I just wouldn't mm-hmm. want to live there. Yeah. Uh, but it's very Midwestern. I think people are very um, family-oriented. Uh, I love the diversity. I do. Um, I love... Um, the capital being here. I, I just, it, it's a great, it's, and you could argue and say, well, it's all, you know, and you know, I lived in Santa Clara when I was assistant there for two years in a last and junior college up there in Susanville, California for four. So I have lived other places for six years of, uh, of my life, but I think Sacramento has so much to offer in so many way areas and ways. And Sacramento state's a big part of it, a big part of the community. And, and so I really, uh, I, I don't, Again, the best way I can say is I'm just entrenched in the community. I have lifelong, deep friends, relationships that, um, you know, you're very proud of. And, and uh, everything from where you went to high school to where you, like, I went to Castro Robles High School. I went to Mary River Junior College. It's pretty funny. I, I walked in today, and I talked to a guy, I'm going to hope I say his name right, Frank Lilly, who is College of Education. I think okay. he's in charge or he works with College of Education. And I said, hey, I'm a 1980 graduate of the College of Education. And I always preach what a great college of education program we have because I went through it. Mm-hmm. I've seen the people that have gone through it. They're excellent teachers out in their own right in the high schools, the junior colleges, wherever they choose to go. And uh, that's, uh, again, uh, it's an amazing teacher preparation school. And there's so many stories like that that people really don't know about Sacramento State. Like our nursing program is like second to none. Oh, yeah. Our engineering program. I had a guy stop me one time. This is hilarious. He stopped me in an airport and he saw my uh, logo. He said, hey, we're at Sac State. And I said, yeah. He goes, did you know where the number one place is? He goes, I own an engineering company. Uh, and he said, you know where we want to hire from? And I kind of like, okay, what's he going to say? Purdue, you know, yeah. MIT. He goes, no, the two places we want to hire from are Sacramento State and Cal Poly. And I said, wow. really? Now, now, and I kind of went, wait a minute. Now, tell me why. He said, it's so hands-on, the education they get at Sac State. It's not theoretical. And we had Cody Dems, who actually went through the mechanical engineering. Yeah. And believe me, I, I remember him being excused out of practice and coming late due wow. to some, some labs that were very hands-on. So I know... Uh, what we do here, it is a teaching institution. It's not research, it's teaching. And I think for for me, for us, for all of us here, we value that. Do you think as a coach and been through Sacramento State, been through everything that's gone on here, do you think that helps people buy into the program more, do you think? I think so. I think people... Um, I think it's easy to recruit here when you tell people you went here and you've lived here yeah. most of your life and you know, you're a 1980 graduate of Sacramento State and you've been through the teacher training program. And then when you can speak of it, you know, I've been here 12 years, you can speak about the criminal justice program, which is another great yeah. program. When you can speak, because you've had kids go through it, uh, we, we take a hands-on approach to education. So we know uh, what the process is. They'll tell us when they have a a field trip, a lab, this, that, and the other, or paper due, or what kinds of things they're doing. We feel really good about that because we, we do want to have a, a hands-on approach to their education. And uh, I think it, it not only – I think I think that if the, when the players see that you're interested and it's really important to you, I think they see in a little, little different light and maybe they value their education a little bit more too. So I have to ask you, you do have a family, you are a coach. Is it kind of hard to separate those two? Like, do you bring your work home with you or do you, do you keep it here? No, I have great ability. I have two great abilities. Uh, the rest of them are all flaws, (laughs) two great abilities. One, I can really sleep. So Mm -hmm. I go to bed at seven every night. I'm up about three. So I get eight hours. Wow. Sometimes it's eight to four, but it's eight hours. And two, I, I do have a great ability to compartmentalize. And what I do is... I just always decided we had five uh, young, well, four young children, and then Jimmy came along. But I decided that uh, I wanted to wake up before they were, while they were sleeping, and really get ahead of the game and really work hard, and then be able to be home 
uh, by five or six every night and be able to be present. And so when I drive off this campus, I really don't think about it. And, uh, you know, I'm here every Saturday, Sunday, first thing in the morning, yeah. year round. And pretty much my hours are about like five or six in the morning to about five or six at night, year round, Saturday, Sunday, doesn't matter what day. But that allows me to go home in the, and be present, which I think is very, very important. So you can listen to your kids, you can listen to your wife, you can be a part of that of their lives. And I never wanted them to ever feel the strain or the pressure or uh, any of that at all. Like, you know, we lost a tough one the other night and uh, I come home and, and uh, uh, you know, they laugh because they said the first thing you do when you open the door is, how's everybody doing? <laughs> and I, uh, we don't really talk about the game. I don't want to. I want to talk about them. And I know that I'll wake up at three or four the next morning and I'll look at the tape and I'll analyze the game and I'll do that. But I don't, I don't, I never wanted my family to feel that my job was more important than them. And I never wanted, I, I want to be able to give my team everything I've got, everything I've got, everything I've got. So people say, well, what do you do up here on Saturday or Sunday at five or six in the morning? And I said, well, you, you got to get ahead of things and you got to prepare. And because you have to anticipate that there'll be distractions during the week where there'll be uh, things that will come up you'll need to deal with. Or, you know, and it could be anything from a, a player's academic situation or personal situation or an injury or who knows what, but there's always things that come up. Well, besides your love for basketball, I know you're a huge health nut. Exercise is part of your daily regimen. Can you explain to the viewers and listeners why health is so important? You know, I, uh, my dad passed away at 66 and he had a multitude of health problems and one of them was a heart problem. So when I went to the doctor, the year he died in 2000, the doctor told me, he said, hey, you have a, pro, uh, a propensity for uh, high cholesterol. And it was kind of like a slap in the face. And he said to me, he goes, you want to see your kids grow up? And I said, yeah. He goes, well, you need to do something. So I immediately kind of concocted my own diet, which is no fast food, no red meat. No, I'm not a vegetarian, which I'm not against that, but no uh, desserts, uh, no dressing, no butter, no any of that. But I, I do eat. Yeah. I mean, I do eat. I was uh, like, oh, what do you eat? No, yeah, no I, I, I eat. Uh, I eat a lot, but I, I eat the right stuff. And then I exercise at least once a day, sometimes twice. Like uh, yesterday I was up here at school and I ran three miles, I think in the morning around 10 o'clock. And then I ran three miles in the evening around three o'clock. So... It really, uh, I do some form of exercise every day. Typically, it's jogging. Uh, sometimes uh, I am a member at a gym. I'll go ride a ride the bike, but uh, it's a priority for me. Uh, I felt like uh, when the doctor told me that, I, I felt like, well, I need to do something about that. And ironically, my cholesterol numbers are way down and all of that. So that's good. Yeah, and I, it's interesting because you know you, you you think there's all these fancy remedies out there, but there's really yeah. not. You know what it's got? Hey. Don't eat red meat. Don't eat cake and ice cream. Don't eat ranch dressing. Don't eat butter. <laughs> it's kind of common sense, really. Yeah. yeah. So, well, if you could describe this team in three words, what would they be and why? Mm, let's see. Energetic, competitive, and fun. Fun. Yeah, energetic, competitive, and fun. And I, for for as a coach, I don't think you can ask more than that. I always say this, like, and this is almost un-American to say, but I think you have to say it, as I do believe this. You have to have a group that you're okay losing with. Now, people say, well, wait a minute, you want to lose? No, of course you don't want to lose. What, you, what you're saying is you want to win every game. But when you lose and you have a long road trip and you have difficult times, like we went through a four-game losing streak, do you still like being around the guys? And the answer is yes. If you don't, it's going to be really tough because what happens is there becomes, I'll call it man manufactured problems that, you know, just come along the way, attitude, this, that. Well, it's hard guys. Like everybody can have a great attitude when things are going good. Like we start, when we start off the year with a four game winning streak, I said, everything's cake and ice cream, of course. Yeah. But the key is when things are tough, you need to have your best attitude because now we're being tested and we don't want distractions and we don't want personal agendas and situations. And our guys are really, really good about that. 
If you traveled with our guys, you would be shocked at how seamless it is. It's really seamless. It really is. Oh, well, you kind of see that like on and off the court, how, what a great attitude they have. And like I was saying earlier, just that whole brotherhood factor. You know, it's funny too, because um, people will stop you unsolicited and it's really cool. Like Adam Primus, uh, who works in athletics, stopped me the other day, said he had a special needs group on campus and unsolicited two of our players, uh, Jordan Cook and O.C. Wachiku, stopped engaged them and took pictures with them and of course this wasn't planned and the um director was so moved by it and told adam it was unbelievable how good they were with the kids you know we we would like to think that we we don't want things to be staged or contrived i, I know uh ryan bjork uh i drive him crazy because he'll we'll say we're gonna go do this or this and oh i want to get that on social media <laughs> You know, I'm not against social media, but I really don't want to because yeah. I, I feel like it in some way diminishes a little bit like what what we do. Uh, and I, I don't want to do that. Like, you know, we have a um, a young man, uh, Team Impact, Esteban is his name, who we've, you know, uh, adopted. And uh, we had to do some social media things and and, and I'm OK with that. Uh, but but I, I don't want it to ever think like we're doing it for any reason. Yeah, for like help, a show. Then to help him and his family and it's been really rewarding he's at every game he's in the line with our guys he's it's I, it brings tears to my eyes to think about you know what uh the experience uh has done for him and his family and and how our our kids have really really embraced it and taken it on i mean just it's very heartwarming it really is well so you guys also became pen pals with students in Boise, what mm -hmm. what is that experience like for them? You know, uh, we try. You try to explain to the kids. You know, listen. You understand something now. You were young at that age, and when you like young kids, they they say elementary age. They look at our guys almost like they're pros. Like they're larger than life and the whole deal. And you've got, oh my God, this big guy from California who's coming to play here. He's he's writing me and telling me come to the game and blah blah blah. I think for them, it's super exciting. Yeah. It's it's and it's really in our, our. I try to explain to our kids. Remember how you were when you looked up to be it Kobe Bryant or whoever. I said they are young enough to not be able to differentiate between you and an NBA player, and so it's a big thing for them. Well, lastly, what do you want to tell all the viewers out there about this team and what they mean to you? Well, I don't want to start crying, so I won't. Uh, I'll bite my lip hard, like I had to do on senior night. Um, what they mean to me? Yeah. Um, or this program as a whole? Yeah, I mean, they're just model citizens and people, and they're great fun to be around. And there's not one of them you wouldn't uh, be proud to say uh, is your son. Not one. Um... And uh, I don't, I don't know if you could say much more than that. I mean, it kind of says it all. Um, you know, they've been to our house. Uh, we have a pool party every year when they get back, and various different times during the year. And uh, they're they're just wonderful models and people, and um, they're just a joy to be around every day. Well, Coach, thank you so much for joining me here today, and thank you for everything that you've done for this program this season. I appreciate it, and thanks so much for covering us. We always. Oh. Uh, Really enjoy talking about our team. Yeah. Thank you. No, you guys were super excited to watch. So thank Thanks, McKenna. Appreciate yeah. it. Always such a pleasure to speak to Coach Katz. He's made such an impact with this program, and I know just like all of you, we are super excited to follow along with this group to see what's to come during the Big Sky Tournament. And hey, make sure to follow along with these guys as they head out to Portland State for their final regular season matchup. Women's basketball has faced quite a bit of adversity this season, but these women have been able to roll with the punches, and as Coach Bunky describes them, they are tougher than they think. Now, I sat down with Coach to talk about the season, the challenges these women face, the sisterhood, and what to look forward to going into the Big Sky Tournament. So, thank you, Coach, for joining me here today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me here. So, the Big Sky Conference Tournament is coming up around the corner. 
Do you think that it's changed, this tournament has changed since it moved to Boise a year ago? The tournament hasn't necessarily changed, but every year is a different version. And with, you know, the level of play in, in the uh, in the conference, it's a good level of play for the men and women. And our tournament's a little unique that the men and women play at the same site at the same time and everyone goes. So but it's a little different every year. What is that experience like for these women, though? It's it's a fun experience. It's uh, it's so hard to explain how difficult the travel is in the big sky, and it's such a marathon. And you get to the conference, and you and you're excited because that's kind of your fourth season of the season. But yeah, it, it's a good time. Uh, there are highs and lows, like the rest of the season. So this is your seventh season as a head coach in the big sky. Yes. How would you describe this conference to people that don't know about it? Well, of the 32, 33 leagues we have in, in NCAA Division One, we're in the top half for sure. The Big Sky is a really good league. We've seen uh, teams kind of cycle through good years and, and lean years in, in the league. Uh, the road is a great equalizer. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of travel, and uh, the level of play is good. The towns we go to are, are beautiful, and uh, but the you know there everyone has a everyone has their own different spin on it. But it, it's it's a hard league. It's a good level of basketball. It's I think it's one of the better mid major leagues in the country. How do you think it's changed since your arrival here? I, I just think the teams that have been hot have kind of changed a little bit. I think we've seen every team in the league go through an up cycle, and every team in the league kind of go through a down cycle. Uh, the level of play is remarkably consistent from my experience in the league. I mean, it's just you, you can never take a day off. Well, we got to talk about the group of women this year. I know you've been a part of a lot of teams, but what makes this team so special in particular? I love these guys. They've been uh, – this team has been – you know, we've had, we've, had a, we've had a rough time. We've had a lot of heartbreak. We've had a lot of nagging injuries. We've, we've played uh, – you know, some really good basketball and, and we've, we've come out on top some, we've had a lot of heartbreak, but we're still fighting. Uh, it's an interesting group because we have a mix of, you know, we have a graduate transfer and we have, well, our senior class is a four year kid, a one year kid, a two year kid. And, you know, so there's not a lot of continuity coming into the season, but everyone's tried to become a family and, uh, you know, just keep fighting. Oh, we got to talk about the senior class. You got Absolutely. Gabby Bade, you got Kennedy Nicholas, you have Kamira King. What makes the, that group so special? Well, they're an interesting group. They're an interesting group. Uh, we recruited Kamaria out of high school and uh, weren't able to get her till her senior year yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this year. Uh, she's the, the, those three as a whole. They're three good players at three different positions. Uh, the only thing that, you know, the only knock against them is they haven't had a lot of time to really play together before this season, and it seems like injuries have kind of kept them from really getting a lot of continuity. But Kennedy's been here for four years and has been a remarkably consistent player. She's done a great job. She's gotten better every year. Uh, Gabby is a very good basketball player, and, and Kamaria uh, this season has probably been our most consistent player. Well, every time that you watch one of your games, you see how, you know, the younger the younger class, they really feed off, you know, these women's energy. Why do you think that is? It's a matter of experience, I think, and just having been there, done that. And sometimes you want the younger kids to step up and take more control, but uh, they tend to look up to the senior class. And, and this group, uh, those three do have pretty strong personalities. And so our younger kids definitely feed off them. Well, senior night is coming up this Friday. As a coach, what are those moments like for you, being able to see them and everything that they've gone through and done here with this program, but also they're going on to their next chapter? Yeah, it's the older I get, you know, you obviously value time more, time spent with people you love, time spent doing things you love, and, and it's amazing how fast each journey goes. You know, I can't believe that senior night's here this week. Uh, a little heartbroken, not only because we have to lose those those three, but you know we're not sure if they'll even be playing because they've all been injured. Yeah. And so that's that's the part where, you know, you've seen them sacrifice and you've seen them work and you've seen them go through highs and lows. You want to be there to send them off 
and, and you want them to be on their, their strongest, but unfortunately that's not the case right now. So a lot of emotions, but uh, very grateful to have coached all three of them. Do you have a special moment with each one of them? Oh, there's a million goofy moments with all of them. They're, they're just, uh, you know, they're all, they're, they're fun. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, what do you hope these women and these players take from this program and take from you? That we, I, probably at the end of the day, you hope they leave here with a strong sense of gratitude because uh, we want them to, to be grateful to Sacramento State for giving them the opportunity to get somewhere they couldn't have gone on their own. You know, they're going to be leaving here with degrees, which is huge. That's the most important thing. Uh, hopefully we've helped them grow as people and, and help them move on to the next phase of their life. So if they leave here with a strong sense of gratitude towards all the people who have helped them along their way, there's so many people on a day-to-day basis that, that deserve a huge thank you, you know, and, and you just hope as student athletes that they're able to recognize all those people who've helped them and that they're just grateful for the opportunity. Well, you were talking about how there's been quite a few inter injuries this season but you've also had a lot of your underclassmen step up you have tiana johnson summer menke miley anger i mean how do you think that affects the program going forward oh it's huge it's huge and uh you know really proud really proud of those three and, and we've had a lot of good moments from our underclassmen and uh we had a, a, a game uh, against idaho who's a really good team and uh, those three sophomores scored 58 points between the three of them wow. And, and so they really just, you know, were able to put their heads down and battle. And, and so you like seeing that when they're just, you know, trying to be tough. And it's fun as a coach to watch them toughen up, to watch them improve, to watch them get better. And uh, you, you just want to see more of that. But those three are, those three are great. You know, when you when you talk about the recruiting process and you get women from, you know, all over, you can get women from all over the country. How are you able to establish that culture and that chemistry so they are able to transcribe that on the floor? It's hard. It's I think it's hard everywhere and it, yeah. with every sport and every team, just with kind of where we are as, as a as a culture. Uh, it's daily work in in encouraging young people to communicate face-to-face -face and really talk about how they're feeling and what might be bothering them or upsetting them. And at the end of the day, we want basketball to be that safe space for them where they can come and, and put the rest of their day away and enjoy the fact that they get to play basketball, they get to work, you know, on the court. And, and that's, that's their fun part of the day. And that's what we want it to be. But it, it's a, it's always work with your culture and, and trying to keep everyone uh, thinking about their teammates first and thinking about how they can make people around them better. So no easy answer, but we just we try as best we can to uh, encourage, that type of, encourage that type of environment. And so when you go through the recruiting process, what do you look for in an athlete? Well, we look for the best athlete we can get and we look for the best basketball player we can get. But we also look for people that really want to be a Hornet people that want to be here and want to be all in our community uh, and, and people that are excited about Sac State. So, How, What would you say the importance of being a student athlete is? Oh, it's, it's really important. If you just look at the schedule one of our young ladies has to, you know, or, or gets the opportunity to go through, when uh, second semester starts, you know, yeah. we're for road trips, you're leaving on a Wednesday and you're coming home on Sunday, you miss a lot of class. And so you really have to be proactive as a student and and learn how to manage your time, you know, in any league, at any college, but I think the big sky makes it a little tougher. So our, our, their plates are full and, and we try our best to help them uh, stay ahead and also manage the stress levels too that come with that. Well, who would you say has been really standing out to you so far? You know, despite all the injuries and everything, who do you think has really stepped up? In terms of, I, I think Tiana Johnson has probably overachieved a little bit this year. I think she's been a, a, a very bright spot. Uh, our seniors have all had some very incredible moments, but they haven't really had the opportunity to build a whole lot with one thing or another. Uh, you know, those three, Miley and Summer, have all done, uh, Miley, Summer, and TJ, those, those guys have, have shown – a lot of heart. Uh, Miley has been, uh, she's been pretty amazing because she throws her body in the air and takes a beating every day. 
and she still keeps fighting back. So, you know, it, it's hard to put your finger on just one person, but there's been, you know, they've all had their highs and lows. When, you know, one of your women has those career high moments as a coach, what are those moments like for you? Oh, you're happy for them. You're proud. And like, hey, you know, there's more out there for you. You want them to get hungry and stay hungry. And you want to, we try to tell them uh, that they can as opposed to they can't and, and encourage them to get after it and, and you know, get hungry and try to try to achieve it again. You had a career best. That's not a fluke. Go do it again. So you do kind of have a younger team. Does that make you excited about next season and what's to come? Absolutely. I'm, I'm always excited to coach my team and, and the fact that I get to coach basketball for a job and uh, be a part, you know, that, that excites me every day. But, yeah, I'm definitely excited about the future. How would you describe your coaching style? That's a hard one. <laughs> That's a hard one. I've definitely, I'm, I'm definitely a lot more calm and a lot more patient than I used to be early in my career. Uh, I'm really starting to try and and make sure our players know that you know you can lean on us. We're here for you. We're trying. We're all. We all have the same goal, and that's to help you get somewhere you couldn't get on your own. Uh, I'm a lot more laid back than I used to be. I'm I'm big on encouraging our players to be aggressive and be fired up and, and to carry themselves on and off the court with strong body language and a confident and poised demeanor. So I spend most of my time, you know, talking to our players about those things, you know, how we do things, how we go about things, what our mental outlook is like. And uh, we spend a lot of time on skill. And when the games start, you got to let them play. You know, you do your work in practice. And so definitely uh, I've become a lot more, Focused in practice and a lot more calm in games over the last few years. But <laughs> so when you go into the locker room, you're you know, you can be down by 15, you could be up by 10. What does that setting look like? I like I said, the older I've gotten, I, I think you most of the time on, on game days, you, you have to stay out of the way. A lot of times, if we're playing well, you know, we'll encourage them, hey, just keep doing what we're doing. And if we're down, we'll say, hey, we got this. Let's just chip away. You know, keep your eyes off the scoreboard. Do what we're supposed to do. Keep working hard. You know, and and let's find a way to break the momentum. Just more matter of fact about things, and try to be less emotional, less reactive to to the circumstances because you see everything throughout the course of a women's basketball season. Yeah, you that's see everything. True. So it's it's more about hey, believe in yourself. Stay calm. Stay focused. Let's get on track. We know what to do. Let's do it. People always say that coaching women is tougher. Would, would you say that compared to coaching men? Not necessarily. Yeah. I, I, I think it just comes down to uh, developing relationships and, and getting your locker room right, keeping distractions out. You know, young people now with phones and parents and distractions and having such a, a busy day as it is, it, it's really hard to quiet all that noise. Well, that's when, one of the biggest challenges. When it comes to your team, do you hold your players to a, a different standard or a different level, you feel like? Different than the normal student? Yeah. Oh, without a doubt, mm -hmm. because they have more to do. That's true. You know, there's there's a lot more on their plate, and we have to help. You know, we have to make sure they're eating. We have to yeah. make sure they're sleeping. We have to make sure everyone's in a good headspace, Make sure, you know, and, and make sure we can we can – you know, help them throughout the day, help them get better and have them ready to practice and ready to play. And, and so they're definitely held to a, a higher standard. And, and it's not just a matter of showing up and playing. It's, it's you know, when you get injured, you have hours of rehab. To yeah. Do. You know, we, we lift weights, you know, three or four days a week. There's a lot that goes into it. So uh, I think 1% of high school athletes will play four years of college sports. So without a doubt. You know, when you talk about those injuries and sometimes, you know, it can be a career ending injury as a coach. How do you kind of relay into them to keep their head up and just keep pushing forward? It's hard. It, it, it's hard, but that's a life lesson because you don't know how life's going to treat you. You yeah. know, in the, in the blink of an eye, everything can change. Uh, it comes back to gratitude, you know, just being grateful for what you have and, and making the best out of the situation. And I think that's. 
that's all you can do because life's life's not easy <laughs> for anybody. And it's not true. going to be. If you could describe this team in three words, what would they be? And why? Can I have four words? Yes, yes. Tougher than they think. Okay. Can you explain that? I think when our I think when the season's over and our players step back and look at a lot of the adversity they've had to deal with yeah. that we didn't plan on, I think we've done a pretty darn good job. Uh, our record is not where we want it to be. We haven't been able to put the five on the court we want every time we wanted to. We've had to deal with a lot of that. Uh, but a lot of our injuries have come because our kids have been playing really hard. You know, trying to steal the ball and you mess your ankle up and, you you know, things like that. So I think when our, when our players step back and are able to reflect on the highs and lows of the season, you know, we came up short a lot in our pre-conference schedule, but we were playing very good teams. And we were, you know, we've been right there. So I think that our players have gone through more than they realize and uh, probably doing a little better job most days than they realize. Well, one thing that I've noticed about this team is that, you know, despite all the injuries, you actually see how they really play for each other. It is a sisterhood out there. I mean, why do you think that is? Why do I think it's a sisterhood? Mm-hmm. Well, you're around each other all the time. Yeah. And, uh, but not, you know, like not every team is like that, but why, like in particular, this group? Well, think? I, I think it comes back to, you know, pointing out, you know, how our day-to-day life should be. We're around each other. We have to help each other get better. And I think if you genuinely are trying to do the best job you can and uh, make sure your teammate, your sister, is doing the best job she can, those relationships will will be a result of that. It's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy because, you know, of life. (laughs) And uh, And, you know, we've been – We've been an underdog all season. We've been a huge underdog. I think we were picked to you know, only win probably three or four games all year. Uh, and, and I think if you, you focus on taking care of each other and taking care of yourself, then you're going to develop those relationships. So I was going to ask you about that. When you are picked you know, a little bit lower on the coach's poll at the beginning of the season, how do you kind of overcome that as a, as a team? I don't really pay much attention to it. That's good. I don't. I don't pay much attention yeah. to it. We just have to hold ourselves to a higher standard and, and do the best we can, and uh, that is hard, I think, to get young people to see, because we're we're used to being rewarded quickly. Yeah. For our efforts, and you know, you got to keep you got to keep plugging along and keep getting a little bit better each day, and you don't have time to feel sorry for yourself. That's a huge battle we've had to fight this year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like nobody cares. Work harder. Yeah. And that's that's the reality of it. But we don't necessarily say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, that that's where we are. <laughs> I know. Like with social media nowadays, how it's everywhere. You mm-hmm. know, you get negative comments like all the time. How, I mean, does has that ever had to be a something that you've had to bring up with your team or anything like that? I don't pay much attention. I don't, okay. I don't go down that okay. path. I, I, yeah, I don't, there's, I don't have enough space up here. <laughs> well, no, that's yeah, to good. Do with that. We, we try to, uh, with our team, we try to keep any type of, you know, any type of reflection of ourselves as anyone that's representing our organization. It's going to be all positive when we represent Sac State and our team on social media. You know, we're going to, anything we type or text or put out there is going to be to make our university look better and, and, and be positive like that. Uh, and hopefully our players aren't getting negative feedback and negative comments online. Yeah. And maybe I am, but I don't read them. <laughs> no, that's good. It's good to block out the noise. You know, yeah. you never, you never yeah, know. It is what it is. But, you know, we talk about Sac- Sacramento State and you see how, you know, it's a, it is a Hornet family out here. I mean, what keeps you staying here? It's a great it's a great place to live. I love the diversity of our campus. Uh, you know, we haven't been able to get the results here that I've wanted us to get, but we've got to keep fighting for that. Uh, I just think Sacramento is a is a it's a great place to live. It's a great town. Uh, it's an amazing campus and great place to come if you're a young person I can tell you that and, and so I just I like the community a lot and I, I like uh, there's so many things I like about being here well besides your love for basketball I know you're a huge pickle ball person um, <laughs> Robert sent you that huh <laughs> no oh yeah he did <laughs> 
So um, what kind of got you into that? Our volleyball coach, Ruben Volta. Okay. Yeah, there's a secret society of pickleball players on campus. No here. way. Okay. Well, I guess it's not secret anymore. But um, He's the leader. So if people don't know what pickleball is, how would you describe that? Okay, we're talking about pickleball here. Yeah. So it would be like the size of a badminton court. Okay. Playing with a wiffle ball type, mm-hmm. shorter net, and a paddle. So it's like you're standing on a ping pong table. (laughs) It's kind of of what it's like. It's a fun game. Fun next to basketball, it's right up there. Is that kind of like a family thing too? Uh, A Sac State family thing. We've got some buddies Uh here, some coaches we like to play a lot. Uh Uh, We've had a couple days in the past where we've had, you know, eight to ten people from the athletic department out playing together. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a fun game. This is a great place to play because of the weather. Yeah, (laughs) that is true. The weather is always nice. So Big Sky Tournament coming up. What can we expect from this team going forward? We're going to play our, our tails off. We're going to play as hard as we possibly can, and we're going to do our best to to be as tight as we can and as focused as we can. In terms of what you'll see in the tournament, it's March Madness, so who knows? You That's can true. See anything, anything can happen. Anything can and probably will. So we're going to try and uh, keep as focused as we can and uh, get better this week. And, and make sure when we hit the road Saturday that everyone's in a good headspace and as, as healthy as we can be and as rested as we can be and uh, go to work and see what happens. Well, lastly, what do you want to, what are your last words for this team, this group, and these three seniors that are about to embark on their next chapter? Ladies, we have to believe in ourselves and know deep down that we can do it. We have to believe in ourselves. And, and that's the most important thing because we can do it. Well, thank you so much, Coach, for sitting down with me today. And best of luck to you guys in the Big Sky Tournament. Thank you. This has been fun. Thank you. Huge thanks to Coach Bunky for taking the time and sitting down with me. And don't forget, tonight is senior night, so make sure to come out to the nest as these women will be taking on Portland State in our last home game of the season. Tip-off begins at 7.05 p.m. The Sac State Athletics Podcast is a production of KSSU's Sac State student-run radio station in partnership with Sac State Athletics. Hosted and produced by me, McKenna G, with audio editing and executive producing by Andrew Garcia. Special thanks this week to Marcus Jennings, Chriselle Pons, Ryan Bjork, Robert Barsanti, and the rest of the Sac State Athletics team for making this episode possible. Additional thanks to Coach Katz and Coach Bunky for taking time out of their busy schedules to talk with us. And always remember, stingers up.